Welcome to the Alabaster Jar, a weekly conversation where we take on current issues impacting women at the intersection of faith, theology, and ministry. We are pleased to offer Alabaster Jar as a podcast of Northern Seminary. Today on the podcast, we are celebrating one year of the Alabaster Jar. And so I am Serene Musselman. I'm joined here today by our host, Dr. Lynn Kohick. And we are so excited to celebrate with you as we look back over one year of the Alabaster Jar podcast and look ahead to what is on the horizon for us. So Lynn, can you believe it? We are sitting down talking <laughs> and we've been Woo-hoo! doing this for I'm a throwing, year. <laughs> I'm throwing confetti everywhere. It's it is so messy great. to clean up. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> is, this is amazing. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't want to say that we started this as a lark, but I... I think we set the bar low enough that we thought, <laughs> okay, well, or at least I should say, I don't know. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Me uh, neither. But, well, <laughs> but you know, it just shows what, what you can do when you put your mind to it and you ask the right people for help. So <laughs> yes, yes, this has been a wonderful group effort and we've been strongly supported by Northern Seminary and the Center for Women in Leadership and that, uh, we take all the blame for the mistakes, but any uh, any good thing has to uh, has to also include all of their help. So many thanks to to that, and of course we have phenomenal guests. So you know, I just kind of sit back, ask a few questions, and let it go. And I'll tell you, we we've just uh, it it was my hope, and the hope of this podcast was to interview women who are uh, writing speaking, uh, doing uh, ministry work uh, in their in their areas. And my hope was um, that we would only, as we moved outside of the Northern family, we would only uh, ask women to, to come on to be interviewed. Um, and I, I was a little nervous a bit at that goal of mine. Um, but I thought surely there, there are women enough doing all kinds of exciting things in biblical studies and theology and church ministry and leadership and the kinds of needs around the, uh, in their communities and around the world that women are stepping into and stepping up to, um, to do. And, and that's proven to be true. And in fact, as we look ahead in our second year, I'm sure we'll, we'll be able again to invite women onto, onto the program Women are just doing a lot, and and the alabaster jar is that opportunity to give them a a space and a voice and uh, be able to share with our listeners what they're doing. Absolutely. It's been a really incredible year. And in just a moment, we're going to take a look back at a few of the episodes and conversations that stand out to us. Uh, But as I look back over this past year, it's amazing to think that it was that long ago that you and I were sitting down talking about the vision for this podcast and even deciding on the name for the podcast. And so if you are listening today and you're just joining us for the first time, or maybe you only started listening recently, uh, I thought we could take a moment just to share a little bit of the heart behind why we chose to call this the Alabaster Jar podcast. Uh, So Lynn, would you mind just taking a couple of minutes here to unpack that for us of why we settled on that name? Yeah, yeah. And you're right, we did. I don't have a creative bone in my body. So this idea of, oh, let's pick a name and let, you know, oh, boy, but I can talk about 
some of my favorite Bible passages and Bible stories. And certainly the, the uh, anointing of Jesus by Mary of Bethany at the end of, of, um, of his ministry before he uh, enters his passion, which is told in uh, John chapter 12 and then also Matthew 26 and the parallel story in Mark. Um, has always been a favorite story of mine. And so I think as we were imagining um, naming the podcast and we wanted something that was visual instead of an idea. And so we thought, well, people can picture the alabaster jar. They can picture that. And it's, and it's an act of devotion that Mary of Bethany, it's a prophetic act, I think also, as she anoints Jesus's head, it's a prophetic act as she um, declares, if you will, she declares or she witnesses that she believes him when he says that he is going uh, to face death. And Jesus thanks her for her testimony and he praises her. She has anointed my body for burial. Wherever the gospel is preached, her story will be told in memory of her. And that kind of captures what we're trying to do on this podcast is be able to remember the good works that uh, women in the biblical text have done, women through the centuries have done, and women are doing right now as they um, testify to uh, the work of Jesus in their life, uh, in their ministries, in their um exegesis and interpretation. So that's, that's why we, we landed on the alabaster jar. It was the passage I chose when I was baptized um, as a high school senior, getting ready to head off to college. And I just thought, wow, I, if, if I could be a Mary of Bethany, that, that's what I'd want to model my life after. Hmm. I love that vision, and I think we're we're holding true to it. You know, I was uh, so listeners. Lynn and I are both in the Chicago land area, and I was just in the city recently, and I went to the Field Museum, and in the Egyptian exhibit, they have quite a few alabaster jars on display. And I honestly, I had to grab a couple of photos because it's taken on a, a whole new meaning for me over the past year. So, thank you for uh, leading the way for us there and sharing a little bit of the heart behind it. Um, you know, as we do look back over the past year, uh, we have interviewed some incredible scholars and pastors and leaders. And I don't know about you, Lynn. I don't think that I could pick a favorite episode. No, <laughs> what about like you? Your favorite child. No, nope, yes. can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> it's just not possible. Uh, but I do think that there have been some standout moments uh, for me that were particularly impactful just listening to the conversations. And I'm sure for our listeners, the same is true. And so make sure you stick around. We are getting ready uh, to give out a prize uh, to someone who's listening today uh, that will help you look back on some of those episodes over the past year. So stick around with us. We'll share some more information about that soon. But Lynn, when you look back over a year of the Alabaster Jar, um, are there any moments from those conversations that come to mind that have just sort of uh, stuck in your memory? Yeah, well, and let me just say to our listeners, I, I initially balked at this question. Serene knows we, we went round and round <laughs> about this because it is true. I mean, I have loved them all. And I know that sounds, uh, it sounds hard to believe maybe, I don't know, but I, I really, really have. Each interview has brought, has just brought something, some kind of 
uh, new insight or joy or um, or even lament in a holy sense, right? Um, but as I was thinking through of some moments where um, where they kind of captured what I hope Alabaster Jar will do, I I'll pick uh, two, and I know Serene, you have a couple as well. I interviewed Jill Baumgartner, who is a poet, and she also uh, she taught English for a long time at Wheaton College and then also served as the Dean of Humanities and Theological Studies. Um, and Flannery O'Connor is um, an, an author that she studied. But talking with Jill about her, um, her uh, Cuban background and, and how that informed her poetry and her creativity serves to me as an example of just the amazing creativity that uh, our, the people that we've had on the podcast have demonstrated. I think a second one would be Nicole Martin and her book, uh, made to lead. You know, Jill. Jill has a number of poetry um, books out. I should say one of one of the ones that I go back to time and again is her book, uh, "My Father's Bones," um, which again, as I'm not a poet, so I look at people that have that kind of creativity, and it just it it touches a, a spot in my soul. Um, and then with Nicole Martin, uh, "Made to Lead," uh, her book that. Uh, just encapsulated aspects of a woman's journey from uh, being called into ministry and then just the bumps that you face, the hurdles that you have to overcome externally and internally in your own heart and mind that uh, typifies for what we're trying to do on Alabaster Jar in relation to women leading well. Um, and when we, Nicole's interview, and we've had many other women on that have talked about their own journey in leadership and uh, and what it takes to develop your voice. And that's another key theme, I think, that the Alabaster Jar reflected last year, and I hope will continue in the coming years. What about you, Serene? Yeah, you know, I feel the same way. Uh, the more I thought about this, the more uh, moments came to mind, and it's so hard to narrow it down. Uh, a couple that I particularly uh, remember were our conversations with Cindy Parker and Holly Beers because of their ability to make the world of the Bible come to life. Uh, Cindy uh, wrote a book called Encountering Jesus in the Real World of the Gospels, and she just has a way of taking us in and transporting us to the world that Jesus lived in, uh, in just a pretty powerful way. And so I really enjoyed our conversation uh, with her personally, because I saw things in a, in a new perspective because of her work. Um, Holly Beers does something similar. She wrote a, a more of a fictional book uh, called A Week in the Life of a Greco-Roman Woman. And she takes us into the world of a pregnant woman living uh, in ancient Greco-Roman times. She describes for us what it might have been like for her to encounter Paul and just takes these characters, even like the Apostle Paul, and just creates dimension to his life in a way that sparks our imagination and helps us just look in like a like a little window into that world, which I just absolutely loved. Uh, so both of their uh conversations come to mind for me. I also really loved talking with Kate Coleman. 
She uh, shared her story with us of her journey into ministry and uh, the hills and valleys that she had encountered, the way that she had to have a curious mind and really uh, find out more knowledge for herself about what Scripture says uh, regarding women and ministry and leadership. And that was just really inspiring for me. And uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, we sort of close out that conversation with this incredible um, picture of an eagle taking flight. And so I would encourage you that if you haven't listened to that episode, just go back and listen to it. I think you'll leave encouraged. And she wrote a book called The Seven Deadly Sins of Women in Leadership, which is, of course, is such a catchy title. Like You can't help but wonder what that book is about. So uh, that is another one that stands out for me, Lynn. Um, but so for listeners, uh, as we've been describing some of these conversations, maybe you have had your own uh, reminders of episodes that you've listened to over the past year coming to mind. And so we want to hear from you. And so we want to um, ask you to go onto uh, the social media site for the Center for Women in Leadership. Check out a post there that is a happy birthday alabaster jar post and comment on there and let us know a favorite episode or a standout moment from the past year that you remember that was impactful for you. Tag a friend who you think would love listening to the Alabaster Jar podcast. Make sure you're already subscribed to the podcast. And then next week, we will let you know, we will randomly choose a name from those comments. If you've done all three things that I just listed, and we will be sending you a package with books from all of the episodes that Lynn and I just listed. So some of those moments that we remembered from the past year, we're going to send those books to you so you can actually read them, which I'm pretty excited about. What about you, Lynn? Oh yeah, that sounds fun. And I'm anxious to hear what our listeners remember and what touched them. I think that um, the, the alabaster jar is to bring women together in community and learning what each other sees um, is, is one way we can really build community. Absolutely. You know, we have talked a lot about building community, um, sort of uh, casting a vision for the future for women. Um, and you also mentioned this a little bit ago that we've talked on some tough topics as well. We've had guests on this podcast um, who have led us through conversations about trauma and abuse in the church or lament and grief. And those are very real parts of our lives. And even just in the year that we have been together as a podcast, there have been some really difficult stories of churches who are experiencing the aftermath of trauma and abuse and some of these topics that we have, um, we've talked about. And so, Lynn, would you just take a moment to share sort of our heart here on the podcast for how we can approach topics like this? Yeah, well, we do want to provide a space for um, for the topics to to see the light of day rather than um, kind of be be hidden. We and I appreciate uh, talking with people who have thought deeply about a, a problem and can help me think um, more biblically and faithfully about it um, rather than just kind of swirling around in my mind and not knowing what to do. I think um, we also want to um, affirm the hard 
places that women even now are in and say, we want to be there with you. And we know Jesus is there also with you. And, uh, and I say that because time and again, and, and I know it even in my own life, I feel gaslighted. It like I'm alone in what I'm experiencing or what, what I'm feeling uh, is, is not accurate when in fact it is accurate. And, and so there we want the alabaster jar to, to provide uh, space to acknowledge these things. And then also hopefully tools and ways of thinking and support to move us into a, maybe a, a, a healthier space or help us heal. And so that, um, yeah, that, that's part of what we hope alabaster jar does. Definitely. As you look ahead to um, just the coming year, uh, we've we've talked about a lot of issues, some exciting and uh, some really difficult over the past year. Um, and so I just wonder, as we look ahead to this next year of the podcast and even just uh, the world around us, we consider these topics that we talk about here on the Alabaster Jar. Uh, we say that they are issues that impact women at the intersection of faith, theology, and ministry. You hear us say that at the start of every podcast. And I wonder what issues do you think that are rising to the surface for us in the coming year? Yeah, well, I think, um, uh, well, we, I, I hope that we'll be able to uh, push a little bit more into the space of particular social issues like uh, issues around poverty and human trafficking and refugees as they impact uh, women's lives. Um I think we want to continue to think about um, spiritual formation in that, in the broadest sense, the, the way uh, women can lead well, lead authentically, um, lead with the character of Christ. Um, I hope that, uh, that we continue to provide opportunities to give, uh, and, and give women uh, the nudge they may need to take that risk whatever it is, you know, to kind of resist hanging back and step, uh, step out, um, be risk takers in the service of, of the Lord as he is, as he has gifted you. Um, I, and I, I want to celebrate the courage of women that, uh, that are doing that. I think what we're finding is women are really hungry for change. Uh, they are ready to move out of toxic spaces to name that and, and to say, I'm not going to remain here and to move instead into life-giving spaces. Um, and so I think that uh, I imagine that we'll continue to talk even more and more about that. I think we'll continue to highlight bad exegesis <laughs> as women uh, challenge traditional interpretations about women in scripture. Um, I'd love for for me to, uh, in a couple of years, be done with people saying to me, well, I never knew that about that woman in scripture. Well, I never heard of her. You know, I, I want that to be a thing of the past. Um, Let's set that goal right now. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, um, and, uh, and, and I think also with bad exegesis, we, we tend to see women and just specific tropes, you know, different, and they just fit into a box 
um, in scripture, you know, either uh, sexually suspicious or uppity or, you know, th just these negative stereotypes. And I think we'll be, we'll be moving, uh, we'll be exposing that. We'll continue, you know, continue to do that. And, and then also in history, we've had a number of guests on who have talked about women down through the centuries, the Christian women who have been wonderful testimonies and they're either forgotten or that, uh, the, the history, uh, up to this point has been very sexist. And so more and more women are challenging that and, uh, and reclaiming um, the, the history of women in the church. So, yeah, and I, I think what the other hope that we have and I and think that we will uh, continue to, to work towards is providing space for a variety of voices of women from a variety of communities. I I think we've we've tried to have uh, women of color on and talk about their um, uh, what they're writing about, what they're interested in, the struggles they face um, internationally. Uh, women from Australia, um, from Africa, if they're they may also be living, uh, you know, in the U.S. or the U.K. But just trying to to hear the global voice of women, the women uh, around the world who are serving. Um, and I guess finally, the thing that, that I'm uh, thinking about more and more is allow, I, I feel like women are also at the point where they wanna have permission to fail. And so there's an effort to fight against perfectionism mm -hmm. um, that phrase, you know, being okay about being okay, yeah. um, to take risks and not, and not be afraid of failure, but just kind of say, well, I'll learn, learn from that. And that's not easy, but I think more and more women are saying, you know, I just want to be authentic. So that's what I hope, uh, in that as our, as we explore next year, that, uh, we'll, um, we'll delve into that authenticity, uh, in, in so many different ways. Yeah, you know, as you were saying that, I can't help but thinking of that for us as a podcast as well. I hope that this would be a space where we can take risks in our conversations and maybe we'll fail sometimes, uh, but we'll be authentic together and we'll grow together. And so listeners, I hope that you'll grow with us, even with these goals that we're setting. Um, you know, we may fail sometimes, but we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep taking risks. We're going to keep having conversations about the issues that are impacting us and important to us. And we're just getting started, honestly. And I'm so excited for what's ahead. And I know Lynn, in just a moment, you're going to share with us a little bit more about what's ahead. But as you were just describing that, um, you know, you and I first started working on this project. I started and continue to be a student of yours. And a lot of people learn from you, learn from your scholarship and your work. But one of the things I really appreciate about you is how you are a lifelong learner and you yourself are always growing and learning and modeling that for us. And so this experience of uh, doing the podcast over the past year. I wonder if there's anything that you've learned from this experience. Uh, it could be about yourself or just through the process of the podcast. Um, it could have been something you weren't expecting <laughs> to learn. Uh, but yeah, anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, well, thank you, Serene. That uh, 
folks, she didn't tell me beforehand that she would be saying this. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really blessed by that comment. Thank you, Serene. And she's seen me in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in the height of frustration. I can't hear. My mic's not working and has managed to uh, calm me down. So Serene is well-named. Your mom and dad must have known <laughs> uh, your character uh, at birth. Um, but aside from learning technology, which I really haven't because I continue to rely on others um, for that, I, I really would say probably um, my my need to uh, maybe control or to have a perfectionist, you know, to want it to be perfect, whatever that means, um, it is probably not the ideal goal to have when you're just talking on a podcast, you know? I mean, I do, I love reading books, and so I read uh, what the uh, what the interviewee has, has written, and I've loved that, but I can't control where we go with the conversation, you know? And, and um, that, it, it's been good for me to be in a space where I just let things happen and, um, and have fun with it. And I have, I have had a lot of fun. So I would say that's probably one of the, the big things from a character standpoint for me. Um, it, it, um, I mean, I have a long way to go <laughs> developing this, but, <laughs> but that, that's been something. You should give yourself more credit, but I will say that it, I appreciate your vulnerability and your authenticity because that's what we're striving for here. And you're right. I mean, as we build community, that means that building community with other people is unpredictable and we can't always control where the conversation goes or the outcome. And there's a beautiful messiness about that. So uh, thank you for sharing. Uh, so as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, we want to let you know about what's ahead for us at the Alabaster Jar and beyond. Uh, we are a part of Northern Seminary, as you know, in the Center for Women in Leadership. Lots of exciting things on the horizon. So Lynn, would you uh, just share with us some of those things we can look forward to? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, in the fall, on uh, October 21st, which is a Friday, we will have our second annual Toe for Women conference. And so we've, we've got some exciting things planned for that. I hope you mark your calendar. Um, and we continue to have in the Center for Women in Leadership, we continue to have monthly webinars. And those are made available shortly after they go live. Um, we we uh, make them available then on our website. So if you're not able to join in the moment, um, in a few days time, you'll be able to see them um, on our on our website. And that uh, in, in both those cases, we're just trying to provide resources for women um, as part of the mission of the Center for Women in, uh, in Leadership. I'm also excited to note that um, another branch, if you will, of Northern Seminary is called Seminary Now, which offers uh, fully online asynchronous classes uh, non, uh, that, that are not part of our, uh, formerly a part of our degree program, but are for uh, continuing education. And um, Seminary Now is a subscription service that has amazing courses on it. So I would really encourage our listeners to check it out. And in a couple of months, I'm not sure exactly when, but early this summer, my course on women in the New Testament will be released. So we're excited about that coming out, but there really are just such great 
classes that are available there for your own uh, knowledge and then also maybe for study in a group. Um, and if you're a lay leader or a pastor, it's a great resource. So we've got a lot of uh, opportunities there in the Seminary Now section of <laughs> Northern Seminary. And then um, coming up real soon, I'm excited to announce um, or yeah, to, to promote uh, a conference that both myself and Scott McKnight will be speaking at, and it's called the Kerygma Summit, and it's going to be held May uh, 12th through the 14th in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, outside of Nashville. Um, and Lisa Harper, who is a dear friend and an amazing theologian and funny as all get out, great sense of humor and a huge heart and huge heart for others and, an, and just an uh, overflowing love for God. She is the one that is uh, creating this summit. And the, these, this conference is, is an attempt to bridge this gap between uh, maybe kind of lighter women's conferences that, that aren't as focused on biblical studies and seminary resources that really dig in deep to biblical and theological uh, topics. The Kerygma Summit is this chance for women to gather and think more deeply about their calling, um, about their talents and gifts before the Lord, and, and to think uh, alongside the biblical text and uh, theologically. Um, what I'm excited about, so I'm very excited about the conference, Kerygma Summit, you can uh, check out the, the website, but we also are offering uh, this conference as a part of a, a, and a class at Northern Seminary. So you can come to the conference and then also read some books and write a paper or two. And you've just done a three credit class at an MA level as part of a degree. So I would love to talk uh, more with anyone who might be interested in doing that. In other words, take the conference for credit, for degree credit. Um, I will also be, while I'm there at the conference, doing two breakout sessions, be able to meet with, um, with individuals there who are attending. And one of the breakout sessions will be devoted to talking about what is it like to go to seminary? I'd love to explore uh, with, with those who are there, what might be holding you back from going to seminary? What is it you hope to do? And where do you think you need to be equipped? And then provide, uh, provide you with options. So that I'm very excited about this uh, summit, about the possibilities of taking the, the um, conference as part of a, a, a class at at the seminary. And so, and, and if you're not ready for that, but you do want to talk about it, I'll be there and I'll have opportunities to talk with, with you about that. So I think we're going to put my uh, email up. I can say it now. It's not that difficult, but we'll also post it. So you can feel free to email me with your questions and we'll, uh, and, and I'd love to, I'd love to talk further with you. So my email here at Northern is lcoic at faculty.seminary.edu. That's lcoic 
at faculty.seminary.edu. So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see you at the conference. Uh, please register for it. I think it'll be a great opportunity uh, to, to think uh, deeply um, and well about the, the, um, the calling you have before the Lord um, with some really great Bible teaching. Yeah, and I would really encourage our listeners, if you do have a question for Lynn, reach out. One of the things that I have really appreciated being a student at Northern is how accessible the professors are, how much they really care about us as students and want to help us succeed. And so if you have a question, uh, take Lynn up on that opportunity to send her an email. She really will respond and uh, provide some direction and support. So don't miss out on that opportunity. Uh, Lynn, I have just absolutely loved uh, being on the podcast with you and some amazing co-hosts and guests over the past year. I'm so excited for what is to come. And uh, thank you to our listeners. This wouldn't be possible without you. We're so grateful and honored by you that you would take time out of each week to listen and share the space with us. Uh, we are inspired by the work that you are doing, how you're using your gifts and taking steps forward to grow in your own faith and your own understanding of scripture. And we love being on this journey with you. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier in this episode, we would love to send you some books. If you're like me, I already have too many books, but there can never be enough. Right, Lynn? <laughs> oh, so true. So true. There, I, I, and I, that, that's not even a rhetorical question. Like that's just, yeah. <laughs> the answer is no. You can never have too many books. Exactly. So we want to add to your collection. So uh, I will leave the instructions in today's podcast description again on how you can enter to potentially win a collection of some of the amazing books that we have highlighted over the past year. And if you are just joining us for the first time, now's your chance. You have a year's worth of content to go catch up on. So go back, listen to some of these incredible conversations that we have had with women that are doing some amazing things. And join us right back here next week for another episode of the Alabaster Jar. We will be announcing the winner of this giveaway and kicking off uh, the next year of podcasts. So Thanks, Lynn. It's been a blast and we'll see you back Thanks, here next Dory. week. I, yep. Thank you very much. It has been just so much fun. <laughs>